Welcome everybody to the filibuster freestyle. Coming up, the fourth or fifth annual, I'm just not sure. Scholars maintain we'd lost the answer years ago. But the fourth or fifth annual NFL playoff teams as characters. And we've done Star Wars, I think. We've definitely done Game of Thrones. We've done Always Sunny in Philadelphia version of this. Something new this year, well, this year for the playoffs, but for last year, for 2020, we're going to do characters from the COVID year of 2020. Your buddy Dan Ruddle will be joining us after the theme song, which starts presently. Filibuster, filibuster freestyle. All right, theme songs in the books, as promised. Joining me for the fourth or fifth annual, I think it might be the fifth, maybe Dan knows. Dan Ruddle, welcome from Philadelphia. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great, Cap. How are you? Oh, we're, I'm good. I mean, we were just lamenting on the uh, the wonderful start to 2021, and we're not going to get into that tonight. But uh, to yeah. all those out there who are as bewildered as we are about everything that continues to get weirder and worse and worse, we're thinking of you, and hopefully you're thinking of us. And let's try to get 12 more days through and see what can happen after that, you know? God. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I immediately when you said how are you doing, and I responded great. Um, I kind of thought about that. Yeah, I knew there was a great assault with that word somewhere. You things know are I mean? not things are not great, Gavin. I would say that I'm healthy and my family's healthy, and we're we're doing okay. So that 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 should suffice. Yeah, that's yeah. what we got. That's what we got to kind of hang our hat on for now. <laughs> um, so listen, we've done as I mentioned before the show started and before you came on to the folks. We've done Game of Thrones a couple times. We've done Star Wars, I think. We've done Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And this year, I think it's, it's our fifth, because I think we had Game of Thrones twice. Um, this yeah, year, we've got a weird playoff format that's extra teams. We had a weird year, and so I wanted us to try to do uh, a wide spectrum for anything that's kind of happened from the COVID-19 era. Could be people, places, things, whatever. Which, to your point... On the pre-show, not as easy as it sounds because the palette is bigger, which makes it a little bit harder. So, how are you doing with that? Yeah, uh, yeah. Like we discussed in the sort of in the pre-production meeting, so to speak. Um, yeah, this is there, there's so much that's happened, but assigning those to the playoff teams as we've done in traditional years past, because usually we're doing characters that had personalities, and you kind of like match that personality with a team, but like. I don't know how you necessarily match something like masks, social distancing, and all these other things with uh, with, with, with the playoff teams. But I, I gave it a, a good old college try. But as we were discussing, I had a little bit more trouble than I usually do in this uh, yeah. endeavor. Yeah, well, it was a challenge. But you know, and the other thing is, Dan, you know, you're two teams short at the moment, but there's two extra teams in the playoffs, so that's kind of fair yeah. too. Yeah, you had to do twice. You had to do a little bit more work. So. Um, no, I didn't think about it that way. Yeah, so to be honest, you've done your normal workload. It's just that this is a Herculean task. Uh, so, <laughs> I'll, I'll so talk to, to management about some overtime for that. Yeah, exactly. So to remind to remind <laughs> folks, we're we're talking about things like Zoom, uh, you know, unemployment, <laughs> so, you know, TikTok, Ocean Spray guy. Um, we're yeah. talking about Tiger King, Carol Baskins. We're talking about everybody. So so many things. But here are the playoff teams in the AFC. Kansas City Chiefs have a bye. 
The two seed is the Bills. They're playing the seven seed Colts. Steelers are number three, playing the six seed Browns. Number four, Titans are playing the number five Ravens. And in the NFC, Packers are the buys, the one seed. Saints are the two. Bears are the seven. Seahawks playing the number six Rams. And the number four Washington football team playing the number five Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, Dan, I will give you the honors. Do you have somebody for the Packers? I'm going to start in the NFC. Start with the buy team. What do you got? I got the Packers as Joe Biden because I do believe they're going to win. Um, that's low, <laughs> low-hanging fruit, um, but I, I think that I, the way that Aaron Rodgers has been playing this year, he's been absolutely dominant. He should be. He should win the MVP. I know he's in the MVP conversation, but my God, he's he's torching everyone in probably the most quarterback-friendly offense and. It's it, it, it looks very, very easy to him this year. And, you know, I, I think that them versus the Chiefs would be a, an outrageously entertaining Super Bowl. But yeah. I don't think the Chiefs are going to get there. I'm not going to spoil it. But, yeah. Um, anyhow, that, that I, I had Biden um, as the Packers for, for that reason. Got it. They, well, I, I didn't. I, I think didn't, they're going to dominate. Yeah, I didn't use Joe Biden. But for the same reasoning, so I'm not going to go into my reasoning, I made the Packers the sensational April documentary of the Chicago Bulls from the 90s, The Last Dance, because Aaron Rodgers Rodgers has taken this year personally, (laughs) to use the Michael Jordan meme. Um, You know, the Packers went out last year and drafted a quarterback with a a high-round draft pick. Aaron Rodgers took that personally, and to your point, he's been playing his best football probably in, in a decade. And in the NFC, I don't see how they get stopped. So I'm with you there yep. on the dominance factor, and I went with the last dance. I wish my my team's quarterback had responded to their their drafting a quarterback in the draft, but I shall I not I, sh- I will not digress and derail the conversation. Yeah. So for those of you who are listening and know that Dan is a Philadelphia Eagles season ticket holder, who may also be fans of the Eagles, we're going to let Dan rip on the Eagles or whatever. Let it let it rip on the Eagles. I'll say at the end of the pod. Yeah. So, so listen all the way through. Okay. Let's go to the Saints Bears matchup. Okay. Yep. So who yep. do you who do you got for the Saints? Uh, the Saints I have as Zoom in general. Because I think while they have been ubiquitous for you know quite a long time, uh, I, I think that this is kind of their last hurrah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not to say that I think that Zoom is going away, but I, what I do think is that Zoom is something that people are using as a tool, a necessary evil in society right now, um, that once you are able to return to your pre-pandemic lifestyle, I think will sort of fade into just another thing in life where I think that Saints are kind of on the cusp of it's now or never. Yeah. And if they don't win this year, they are going to probably have a, a fall off. I mean, Breeze has not looked that good. Yeah. Um, they, they've they've really changed the way that they've been winning football games. They're winning football games with their defense, who has been exceptional, except when they played against the Eagles this year. Yeah, um, meaningless win. Eagles would be probably picking at three or four if they lost that game. That's some reason decided to win. Yeah. Anyway, I, I like that we've yeah. talked about two teams and you found a way to bring it to the Eagles both times. <laughs> yeah, I promise it's not going to go on for the remainder of 
<laughs> so, yeah. so anyway, um, I, I, I agree with your, um, you know, with your thinking and I, I went with somebody, something different again, but, but um, for a lot of the same reasons. So do you remember the Roy Jones Jr. Mike Tyson 50 year old boxing match from a couple weeks ago or a month ago, whatever it was? I, I heard about it, but for some reason I failed to watch it. Yeah, I didn't watch it either. But so Roy Jones and Mike Tyson, you know, they're both 50 plus. And, you know, to me, the Saints are the Roy Jones Jr. are Roy Jones Jr. from that fight. You know, a shadow of what they were in their best days. And they've taken so many haymakers in the playoffs, the Saints, so many tough, aggressively bad losses like that pass interference a couple years ago, that they're just this is bound to end, end badly again for them. Just like Roy Jones got completely, you know, Tyson went easy on him, basically, and Tyson's older than he is. It was it was really sad to watch. And I think, unfortunately, to your point earlier, the Saints' run is about to end brutally again in the playoffs, and this time is probably the last time. Yeah. So, there we go. Yeah. Agreed. Look at the Bears. Who I got a good one for the Bears, but who do you got? So, for the Bears, I kind of did a theme here. So, the Saints are Zoom. The Bears are, like, a Zoom happy hour. <laughs> um, and, and what I mean is that it's just like it's it's something that's just there. It's like the Bears they needed to fill a seventh playoff spot in the in, in the NFC, and so that that's kind of one of the things with you know living in pandemic lifestyle. It's like ugh, I don't want to do a Zoom happy hour, but I guess it's something to do, and it, it, it kills some time. So. Mm-hmm. It's it's filler, so to speak, which is kind of thematically what I was going for in, in categorizing the Bears as uh, as a Zoom happy hour. Yeah, that's fair. I I went with something a little bit more ridiculous, but again, it's okay. because the Bears are irrelevant. Um, I think that they are Rudy Giuliani's press conference from the Four Seasons Landscaping <laughs> Company. Fantastic. Uh, you know, because you think it's going to be a good thing. The Bears are in the playoffs, and Rudy's at the Four Seasons, but it's the wrong Four Seasons, and it's really more of an embarrassment to almost everybody involved. So that's uh, that's what's going on. There. I am ashamed that I did not somehow incorporate Four Seasons Total Landscaping, but well done, you. Needed it, needed it. It just came to me, and it was it was great. Yeah. Uh, so who do you have winning that game? Um, Saints, Bears? Yeah, I think the Saints. It's not going to be close. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, All right, let's do the Seahawks versus the Rams. Seahawks are the three seed. Who do you have for the Seahawks? Uh, The Seahawks I have as the congressional GOP members um, because I think they're going to walk right up to the line of almost doing something heroic, but they're going to cave in at the last minute. Their defense isn't good enough. They just, I mean, I don't think they'll be able to, I don't think they'll be able to win. Yeah, that's good. That's good analysis. I have, um, this, is a, this is a bit of a stretch, but I have the Seahawks as Carol Baskin from Tiger King, okay? Because, <laughs> okay. you know, she started COVID as the potential mastermind and murder and murderer and winner uh, of the Tiger King documentary. And by November, after Hold people, on, me... what's that? Sorry, I got a thing going on here. Oh, we got a thing. Okay. All right, we just had a little dehumidifier action there in the Black Stallion Bar and uh, Dan's, Dan's basement. Apologies is, to the listeners. No, it's all good. It, it, sometimes the dehumidifier goes off in the Stallion, you know. Um, mm. So anyway, I you know Carol Baskin started the year as a superstar. Even by Halloween, people were still wearing our costume, but by November, she had faded, and just like Russell Wilson's MVP. Hopes had faded by November as well, 
And I think you're yep. right. The Seahawks are going to be a fading. They are fading. They've been fading. They're not going to get over the finish line. Yeah, agreed. So let's go with the Rams. Um, you're Oh, I almost did two things for them. Wow, that's good. I caught a typo. You're going to like my Rams. Okay. Uh, I'll go. I'll go. What the hell? So first of all, I erroneously wrote the Rams are the murder hornets, which never came, but, but I think I assigned that to somebody else. <laughs> The Rams are Hugh Grant's character, Jonathan, from HBO's The Undoing, which is the Nicole Kidman vehicle, and Dan and I chronicled that. As much as they have tried to make Jonathan, a.k.a. Hugh Grant, not seem like the murderer, it was pretty obvious, despite their best efforts, that the Rams are guilty of being a tier below a true title contender. They're not going to get there. They're not going to get there. As hard as they try to keep us intrigued that they are the Rams from two years ago, they are not. Who do you got for the Rams? With that beautiful new stadium and everything. Um, I have the Rams as Uber. Ooh. Uh, because a once, a once juggernaut nice. of, uh, and something that was so just synonymous with mainstream life, um, just like Uber was thriving pre-pandemic. Yeah. Um, the Rams were thriving two years ago and you thought that they were kind of, you know, it was going to be, you know, Carson Wentz and, and Jared Goff kind of seeing each other in late rounds of the playoffs, you know, as recently as two years ago, um, they are left in the dust. I think that there is a possibility for the Rams to, to maybe do something. I think their defense is good enough. Um, but, you know, I, I think that they're, they have been, as you, to your point, knocked down several pegs. Yes, I just don't. I think they can bring it, but they can't bring it three, four weeks in a row. You know what I mean? No, so that's the problem not. for them. They're just, they're just, they, they're not going to be able to. They don't have a lot of room for error, and I don't think against all these good teams, they're going to have uh, the luck they need. So let's pick this game. Um, this game is actually tough for me to pick because even though Seattle was still good this year at home. The fans aren't there. I don't think Seattle's that good either. These two teams have already played each other twice. They know each other incredibly well. Um, let me see what I did here for my pick instead of trying to eyeball it right now. I mean, I, I guess I, I can see it going either way, but I'm going to go Seahawks close. Yeah. I, I've got an odd Rams feel here. Okay. Because Goff is playing, yes? I don't know. I think the, maybe the other guy's playing. I don't know the answer to that. Maybe Wolf no, first play. If 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 Goff is not playing, then I, I definitely think it's uh, uh, Seattle. But if Goff, if Goff plays, that's an intriguing game. I think the Rams could find a way to win. But uh, given the uncertainty of the Goff situation, yeah, I, I'll, I'll go Seattle too, just to be safe. Got it. Okay. Washington football team. I'm going to hit you with this one too. The Washington football team are the $600 stimulus checks. Um, because Alex Smith is a feel-good story, and it's nice to have, but it's nowhere close to enough to make anything meaningful happen for anybody. Mm. And so are the Redskins. Oh, sorry, the Washington football team. Sorry. Wow. The football team. Well, who yeah. do you got for the football team? <laughs> uh, the, the football team I have as Joe Exotic, a.k.a. the Tiger King. Yes! Um, because at their core... At their core, they are still a loathsome They're organization. Yes. They're rotten to the core. They are just, it's, Daniel Snyder still owns the team. Yep. Nothing has changed. I mean, um, but they will, 
at the end of the day, things will end badly for them. Oh. I don't think they make it out of the first round, not to spoil my pick or anything, but um, it, it's not going to end well for them. And I think that there will be a somewhat sympathetic character. Like, but to all in the, everyone in the audience, I think we can all agree that by the end of the series, Tiger King, like you, Joe Exotic, even though he was just, uh, he was like a, you know, he, he was a, a gay version of Ted Nugent. Like, you just, you just felt sad and sorry for the guy, kind of, in a way, didn't you? Yeah, there was definitely, again, uh, he, he made his own bed, but you definitely feel a little bit like, yeah. You know, and, and again, yeah. I mean, Alex Smith is the feel-good story of, of the whole year. Um, yeah. The guy almost had his leg taken off, amputated. And yeah. the cancer thing and everything. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and, and they're, they're, they're a coach and a quarterback that are starting a, a playoff game. Amazing, right? So good Absolutely. for them. But to your yeah. point, at the core of the, the Washington football organization, um, they're awful. It's not great. Or, and it has a history of not being great. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, they're not good. Well, they're playing the Buccaneers. And um, who do you have for the Bucs? I'll let you go first here. The box I have is Amazon. Ooh. Um, and that is because um, Amazon, as much as people like to talk trash on them and say how it's evil to not buy from local stores and everything, it's they, they are unavoidable. They are an, a necessary evil in society. And while I don't think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a necessary evil to the NFL, I do believe that your boy Tom Brady is. Right, right. There you go. So, I, you know, and quarterback being the most important position in all of football, as go the quarterback, as goes the team, as go uh, the Bucks as Amazon. So, uh, that that's kind of my thought process there. Who do you have? So, this one's interesting. I liked your pick, by the way. Good job using uh, Amazon. And they have been a huge factor in the COVID era. So yeah. mine is a little bit more obscure. So remember kind of four or five months into the pandemic, they, the government was kind of like, here are some files of UFOs. Aliens are real. And, mm. um, so I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. Our aliens are real. And here's my rationale. So Brady at 43 on a different team is strange, which so is the alien thing. But after a few days, a few weeks, a few months, everybody's kind of like, meh, we got other things going on, whatever. And then... Yeah. Five months later, a retired, incredible Israeli government official reiterates, no, seriously, guys, aliens are real. And, and that's kind of like when Tom Brady and his team ripped off, I think, six wins in a row or five out of six in a row because he is an alien. And what do aliens have? The best weapons, a.k.a. his yep. weapons. And he is an alien because he's 43 and he threw for 40 touchdowns. So that's my take there. That's a very solid one. Yeah, I, I wanted to work in Aliens Are Real, and Brady seemed like the, re- the best place to go for that, you know? The Aliens Are Real thing is, like, it, in any other year would be... Yeah, it would have been like, It would have been such a celebrated crap. moment, and we're all kind of just like, now we don't... <laughs> yeah. We're going to put... How about the murder hornets are, are, are probably less real than the aliens, you know? <laughs> but anyway, who? so it sounds so like you got the... the murder hornets are the aliens. Ooh, there you go. There you go. And they're just waiting for the right time to make contact, right? Yeah. Good one. Um, so you, you got Washington losing here to the Buccaneers? Yeah, pretty handily, yep. All right, cool. And I do apologize to everybody for my slip on the Washington football team's old moniker. That's two weeks in a row. 
It, it is what it is. I do not celebrate that name at all. I'm glad they finally did the right thing. Uh, much like Twitter finally did the right thing five years too late on number 45's account today. So, you know, <laughs> even a broken clock is right twice a day, but I am apologetic for the slip. So, AFC. Yes, sir. The Chiefs are the number one seed. They're the defending champs. They've got a bye. Who do you have as the Kansas City Chefs? Uh, the chefs are Dr. Fauci because everybody with half a brain believes in them. I like that. I really like that a lot. I mean, what's changed about the Chiefs from last year that would make you think that they could not, that they are not absolutely the the, the favorite to win the NFC? And, yeah. you know, I, I still believe that the Packers are going to win everything, but. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Chiefs, if it's not the Chiefs, it's going to be the Packers. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, I'm sorry. If it's not the Packers, it's going to be the Chiefs. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. I, I, I like your choice of Fauci. I think for me, to me, just as Fauci's points of view on science are undeniable this year, I think the Chiefs are a combination of Fortune 100 companies and the airline industry because they've always got enough juice to bail themselves out and they're going to yep. keep winning because they are the 1%. You know, they've got, they've got whatever they need and they can turn it on, you know, and that's what it is. So, Bills, Colts. So, wait, 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 go back to your, your Chiefs pick is who? It's Fortune 500 companies in the airline industry? I think it's a combination Fortune of, of, of Fortune 100 companies, like, in the, uh, yeah. okay. So, like, companies that are gotcha. too big to fail and an industry that's too big to fail. Um, gotcha. And they're just going to get bailed out. And that's what they do. You know, you get down by 20 or whatever it was last year to the Titans, and the next thing you know, it's 42 to 20. Um, they, mm-hmm. they, they just basically, they don't care about the degree of difficulty. At some point, they're going to rip off six scores in a row. Um, yep. And that's that. So yeah, let's see. Yeah. Bills are playing and hosting the Colts. I've got a, I've got a good one for you with the Bills, but I want to hear yours first. Okay. Um, the Bills, for me, are Pennsylvania Lieutenant Governor. Oh, my God! I have him, too! I swear to God! Sorry, keep we going. Have a match? We have a match. We have a match. This is the first time in five years. That's amazing. And I never thought I'd have a match on this one. Continue. I have the same guy. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. This is great. Go All ahead. Right. So my rationale here is that um, the Bills, though they've been, you know, obviously people, they're well known in the NFL. and they, They've put together a solid run of things recently they have really come into fame recently yes um this season um you know once once brady left the patriots they kind of cleared the path for the bills to be the clear favorite and probably will be for quite a few seasons as long as josh allen stays healthy and you know they don't use it uh, they don't lose a ton of uh a ton of guys in free agency or anything if it horrible injuries god forbid um but also not just that they they've come to prominence like they're legit. They're contenders. Like they, there's a there was a story today um, that that Fetterman is eyeing a run for the Senate, and I think if he runs to take Pat Toomey's seat, he will win it. Yeah, maybe. Um, not to get too into politics, but yeah, it's like this rise of uh, a, a somewhat prominent figure to like mainstream megastar. In, in both John Fetterman and and the Buffalo Bills, and I think that there's a lot that both of them are very very likable characters. Like I'm I'm watching the Bills. I, I am excited to watch the Bills play tomorrow. And I, 
know, I think that the Chiefs will represent the AFC in right. the Super Bowl, but I would love to see the Bills play in the Super Bowl. Yeah, for sure. Um, I have the exact same human being. Bills are Lieutenant Governor of Pennsylvania, John Fetterman. Um, right. And my rationale, of course, similar to yours. Listen, I mean, when things were looking a little bit ugly uh, in, in terms of there being a clear a clear result happening, they just came in and dropped the hammer and they flipped the script yeah. on the entire AFC and potentially the whole league because they are definitely good enough to win the Super Bowl. Um, and, and just like Fetterman really flipped the script on the narrative in Pennsylvania and the next thing you know, Rudy's at the Four Seasons total landscaping and the whole thing fell apart. So so I think the Bills have that kind of juice and I think you're right, they're, they're fun to watch. Um, They've gotten better as the season's gone on. They've been good the whole year, but they're peaking at the right time. And, uh, yeah, they are the best hope in the AFC, in my mind, to, to have a team that can expose the Chiefs if the Chiefs don't come with their A game. Um, or even if they do, that could be a hell of a game to watch. So there you go. Yeah. Great great sure. match. I was going to put the over-under at about two and a half for this one because it's such a broad field, but we're one, we got one. So the That's Colts, nice. um, I'll go first. The Colts are, I mentioned that, that – Roy Jones Jr., Mike Tyson fight earlier. The Colts, in my opinion, are Mike Tyson from that fight because it's been years since we've taken him seriously as a fighter. We question why we continue to watch Phillip Rivers, but as things have marched on, your eyes keep telling you he's kind of still got it. And I also want to give a shout-out to your boy Frank Reich as the potential true genius behind the Eagles Super Bowl title run. And that's my piece. But anyway. Oh, I don't think there's any question about yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, Mike Tyson, from the, from this past year, is my Colts pick, which is you want to watch anything could happen. Their best days are behind them, but what the hell, I'm tuning in. Hmm. Okay. I mean, you, you seem significantly more optimistic about the Colts with me, and specifically Phillip Rivers, than, than I do, because I, I have the Colts as Ocean Spray Dreams guy. That's a better um, one, frankly. You're, you're probably it, more right on cool there. To, I think it's cool to like it, and it's like well, there's no harm in liking it, and it's it's kind of neat. But like, are they gonna like who the like Philip Rivers is? He's our age, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He he's, he's he's forty years old, about thirty nine. And he's he's chucked the ball in an odd way for quite some time so I got to imagine that his shoulders like his rotator cuffs are just like one awkward you know defensive end coming from behind and, and grabbing his arm as he's going forward with it from like a complete explosion so I my, my thought process there is that this the Philip Rivers situation there was a stopgap for them not something that they were looking at as this guy's our long term solution and therefore I think it's kind of a flash in the pan thing yeah but, no, no, I, totally, I totally I totally agree with that I think this is one year there um, and I, I, I would say this game's going to go one of two ways Bills by a million okay. or, or Rivers is going to do Rivers things at the end and the Bills are going to win by one to four so the Bills are going to win this game but it's a question of Agreed. which Rivers shows up um so that's the that's the pick there. Yeah. All right, Steelers. It's going to be freezing in Buffalo tomorrow. It is. It is. And they're playing outside, and yeah. the and the Colts the Colts are a dome team. With a, with a guy who was the quarterback of the San Diego Chargers slash L A Chargers for twenty years, right? So <laughs> yes. probably not boating well. Um, all right, this is our first recycled one of the, the day, so I'll go first. Steelers for me are Joe Exotic. Um, and my, okay. point, my point on that started out on absolute fire, and by the end it's pretty clear they aren't who we thought they were, 
and they're not going to be coming out as a winner in all this. So that's mm. that's what I got. All right, um, that's a good take. Uh, <laughs> they're twelve and four. Yeah, it's hard to. I think it's hard to doubt them. Honestly, the, that that organization has been run so well for so long that. You know, I, I think they kind of got caught with their pants down at the end of the season and started coasting and cost themselves a couple spots. Uh, you know, they, they cost them. I don't think they were ever catching the Chiefs for uh, for the number one seed, quite frankly. Even when they were undefeated, you're like, they're going to lose one of these games. Sure. Um, but with the Steelers, I have them. Uh, Steelers are masks for me. Nice. Um, and the reason being because I think most people believe in them. But those who don't really like to tell you about it, <laughs> and they're complete a-holes about it. Yeah. Um, like, th- there's a ton of people that I've heard, I've been, you know, in sports media and in, on Twitter and all kinds of arenas, people talking about how Ben's lazy, Ben's old, Ben's fat, the team got complacent, they're not going to go anywhere, um, all this stuff. It's just like, to my the point I said a minute ago, it's like, that team's been run really, really well for a long, long time. Like I think that, yes, you can make the argument that Ben has gotten old, but that doesn't mean that he's bad. I mean, he—you look at, you know, some, you know, many of these teams that are in the playoff hunt here. They a lot of them have old quarterbacks, and old quarterbacks are still in the league for a reason because they're good and they're experienced. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think that the the desire and craving for hot takes on things kind of trumps thing uh, trumps their common sense to say that you know what no the Steelers coasted a little bit because they knew they were getting in the playoffs and they, they took it easy they shouldn't have and I think they're going to come out and they will probably make a pretty they will they will get out of the first round for sure and I would not be surprised if they get to the conference championship honestly gotcha that's cool I mean I again I I felt like you, you got to throw the week the week seventeen loss out because they didn't even start you know they didn't start guys yeah, they've rested everybody yeah but they did you know they won one out of their last three meaningful games whatever but you know to your point they were eleven and zero so who knows yeah um all right well they should be investigated they should so the Browns for for me are the convergence that happened in December of Jupiter and Saturn in the sky because it's the first time in four hundred and fifty years since they made the playoffs. We're all really happy to see them briefly come together and be here. But that's going to be it. And and since I wrote that, things have gotten worse for them because they've got COVID diagnosis and they can't even practice. So it's going to take yeah. a lot for them to beat a team in the Steelers. And it's going to take the convergence of Jupiter and Saturn to uh, to make it happen. So raise yeah. a thin margin for them, and I don't think they got it. What do you got there? I have them as TikTok. Oh, um, nice. Because you, for similar reasons, but like just like, holy crap, no one's ever seen the Browns in the playoffs here. It's just like, you know, TikTok is this shiny new social media platform. And like, you know, but at the end of the day, it's like, I don't ever see it becoming like as prominent as Twitter. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, people like it. And it's, and what's the one that it's, uh, you know, it, it, it you know, it's like Snap. What was that one? Snapchat. Yeah, that's I sound one. like one of those. I sound like one of the old guys in that progressive commercial about becoming your parents. Yeah, I was gonna say Snapchat. you're you're having a, a large lunch and a small snack for dinner, but that's, a, <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. I do read books about submarines, though. Yeah, you got um, it. 
You got it. But yeah, so I don't. I think that it's like yeah, it's cool. That it's the shiny new thing. It's cool to like the Browns and root for the Browns. But the Browns are going to do Browns things, and then it's when all said and done. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, let's go to a team that most people love to dislike, the Baltimore Ravens. Now, you don't have anybody right now, right, for this team? Actually, I do have something. Nice. All right, great. What do you got? I have the Baltimore Ravens as the um, stimulus package direct payments <laughs> um, because we don't know what is going to come. We don't know if it's going to be 600 bucks. We don't know if it's going to be two grand. Um, uh. But I mean, fortunately for me, it's not going to be anything because I'm gainfully employed. But you know, there's, uh, you know, the, the Ravens have the. Uh, you don't know which Lamar Jackson is going to show up. Right. Lamar Jackson has been inconsistent at best this year, and it's very difficult to win when you don't get consistent play from your quarterback. I mean, they have some. They've got a lot of talent. They can run the hell out of the ball. But if they get behind in this game at all and they have to rely on Lamar Jackson throwing the ball, they could be in deep trouble. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, and the thing is, Lamar's always struggled in the playoffs the last two years, too, so he's got to really have a big moment. So I've got the Ravens yeah. as there was a Lance Armstrong two part documentary on ESPN in May after the last dance ended. And I've got them as the Lance Armstrong documentary slash Lance Armstrong because they're never going to apologize for who they are. Despite being flawed, I'm not implying to be cheap because I, I don't say they do, but, but honestly, the part of Lance Armstrong that, that isn't applicable is the cheating part. But the not apologizing for who you are part is because the Ravens, if they play a perfect game on offense, can easily win and it won't even be close. Like Lance back in the day when he was, when he was winning five, whatever, toward the France's. But, you know, at the end of the day, to everything you just said about the Ravens, things could go wrong, and if they go wrong, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be. Less than stellar. Yeah. So that's what I got there. Yeah. Um, and did you think of something as uh, for the Titans? So I was kind of toying around with like maybe the, the, the new COVID-19 variants. Oh. But that's just because I don't know enough about the COVID-19 variants. I don't know enough about the Titans. There you go. I, I watched, I think it had to do with just, you know, I was less interested in football this year than I normally am. Normally I am a die hard, watch absolutely everything I can, you know, absorb yep. of the NFL. But like I just you know, but there's a super out of market team there in a different conference and like I didn't get to see a whole lot of them this year. I know they're good, um, but I don't know enough about them, I think, to give a an, an accurate moniker. I've actually it, it was weird to me. Like I was looking at all of these and I was like, Oh, okay, I've seen a decent amount of football played by almost every one of these teams except the Titans. Got it. Makes sense. So, yeah, yeah. For me, I, I I struggled a little bit, but I got I watched a good amount of the NBA bubble because the Celtics went pretty far, and so I have the Titans as the Eastern Conference bubbles number five seed, the Miami Heat, who made it all the way to the final, um, because oh. they literally their only plan is to out tough you to win, um, gotcha. and, and and they likely can hang around against any opponent unless their opponent plays their absolute best, and so. The Titans aren't going to hang with the Chiefs or the Ravens or the Steelers or any of them if those teams are playing at their absolute best. But if those teams are a little bit shaky, like the Patriots were last year, like the Ravens were last year, they are absolutely like going to— the Chiefs were for the first half of the game. 100%. And the Chiefs were just too good. And that's the problem for the Titans is at the end of the day, like the Lakers did to the Heat, they just have better players than you do. And if they play to their best— 
you can't out tough that. And so that's to me the, the Titans are the Miami Heat from this year's bubble. And this game is one of the toughest games to call in the whole damn first round. Um, I don't know. I, I can see either team winning, to be honest. And, you know, frankly, I don't care. I think, you know what, I think the Ravens payback city maybe this time and they find a way to get it done. I think if Lamar plays well, Ravens win. If Lamar doesn't play well, Titans win. That's that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. Hey, I... I, I I know enough about the Titans to know that Derrick Henry has been an absolute monster this year. Total stud, yeah. And if, and, and if they can play ball control, you know, Tannehill's a, a competent enough quarterback to yeah. to throw when he has to and, and have them just play a total ball control game. I mean, if they can, if they can keep Lamar Jackson off the field, I think it's, you know. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's the recipe, yeah. and that's how they beat him last year. So um that's exactly the recipe they're one trick pony but their trick is pretty darn effective you know so let me ask you this do you have a final four in your head of what it's going to be it sounds like you might because i know you've got yeah yeah i think it's going to be the bills and the chiefs yep and i think it's going to be the bucks and the packers oh wow okay got it yeah so i've got bills and chiefs as well and then i've i've got packers as well but i'm gonna Listen, I'm going to say they're going to host the Seahawks, but only because I have zero faith in the Saints. Uh, I think the Rams, Bucks, Seahawks all could go on a run, and I'm going to go Packers, Seahawks here. Okay. And then I got, I got. I don't think that's a bad pick. I think that's. Yeah, yeah. and I got, pa- I got Packers, Bills in the Super Bowl. Packers, Bills. That would, man, that would be awesome. Yeah, and I think the Packers win it, but Dan, I mean, honestly, I think Packers, Chiefs, Bills. Ravens, Rams, Buccaneers, or Seahawks could all win that thing, and and this is seven of seven of the fourteen teams I think could win. But to your point, yeah. I think it's really Chiefs, Bills, Packers, and everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't count the friggin' Bucks out, dude. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, I really, they, I they, they can. They can I, I, I think, yeah. They could do it. They could do it. But I just don't. Here's here's the inside baseball I'll give you. Brady's never gone okay. to the Super Bowl in a year where they don't have a bye in the first weekend. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just saying, like, the, the, the stats aren't – the history is not in his favor. Doesn't mean doesn't mean he can't get it done. I just – and again, I, I – hey, go win your seventh ring, man. That'd be awesome. But I just – I just think – Going to Lambo, if they're still standing, it's gonna to be tough to do. I, I, but, no question about it, but it like I think that last year he was throwing to receivers that were as bad as the eagle the, the receivers that were on the Eagles last year. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, I don't think it's gonna be a Tom Brady problem. I just don't think the Buccaneers are good enough as a team to win four in a row or win three in a row, you know? Yeah, you're probably right. But 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 uh, like they I definitely just, could. Like, I mean, they're in my list. I mean, they're absolutely in my list of teams that could go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, because I, I think that here's here's what I'll say: if the Saints, if the Bucks, if the Saints, um, if the Saints are knocked out, and the Bucks don't have to play them, so let's so the Saints are the two, right? So they're right, the two right. and the seven. 
they beat the Bears because so, the Bucks and Bucks will beat the football team, so they would play. I see what you're saying, but here's the thing: the Saints are absolutely the Saints are absolutely the Buccaneers' kryptonite this year, right? So their their two of their five losses are to the Saints. So yeah. if, if they see the Saints in New okay. Orleans, I think they're in trouble. That's all. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, anything literally anything could happen. This is the most, and there's no fans for the most parts. So this is the most blown up year of all time. Um, yeah. So what do you think? You got you got Chiefs Packers Super Bowl. I, th- I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, I, I think it's Chiefs-Packers. I think that it's... This is 2017 over all, all over again. It's the, the two best teams in each conference. I think it, it just... It seems... Like I, I, as much as I want to believe that the Bills can beat the Chiefs, like, like you, you watched it last year. It's like, all of a sudden... I can't like I remember me me and my buddies were in Park City watching the Super Bowl and we're like, Man, this is boring. Like, this is it was we were watching it and like then like mid third quarter you're like holy crap, like Mahomes just turned it on. It's yeah. like that, that bomb he threw to Tyree Kill down the left sideline, you're like, Oh crap and then they turn it on and you're just like all of a sudden like that they just put up a ton of points. Right. So like I I have a tough time seeing the Bills be able to keep up with that. But who knows? I mean it, it Stephon Diggs had the most. He had didn't he lead the league in receptions? In yeah, I was going to say. I think the Bills in the last three or four weeks have really found the formula to score forty nine points a game. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think that it's definitely the Chiefs. It's the Chiefs' conference to lose, but who knows? Yeah. Now that now that Andy Reid got himself a Super Bowl ring, I have no allegiance or, or no rooting interest in seeing the Chiefs win another one. Sure. I would. Lo- I I, I want to see the Bills. Go there and make it and win, even. Um, but I, I, I can't. I, I don't think I can pick them over the Chiefs. Sure, sounds good. Makes sense. I mean, it's a smart money. So let's do this. From we got a betting a, perspective, anyway. Right, exactly. All right. So here's the thing. I got 17 percent on the cell phone because I was at CVS for an hour for a prescription that never came in, which is awesome, by the way. Mm, Not the fake awesome. sponsor of the week. But let's go like two, three minutes on. The Eagles, and, and really, you know, if it wasn't for the coup that was attempted midweek, the news cycle was pretty much piling on the Eagles for putting in uh, Sudfield or whatever, Sudfeld, uh, in the fourth yeah. quarter of the game against the Giants the other night. So just what do you want to do to bury, to bury the season and move on? What do you, what do you got for well, us? Well, first, before I pile on the Eagles, I want to give the Giants, a non-playoff team, an honorary moniker of Donald Trump. Huh. Because they, the, did you see the shameful display by Joe Judge yes. and the Giants players yes. crying about the Eagles? Right. Like maybe, maybe win more than six games, and then it's okay to Dude, cry about it. I, I was livid, and I'm just like, come on. So here's here's my problem with with all of this. Before I get to lambasting my own team. People have no problem, and, and people in sports media, there's a bunch of people that are full of crap in the sports media that are talking about the sanctity of the game and how they they tarnish the, the sanctity of the game and all that stuff. And those same people talk about how the Dolphins last year were quote-unquote tanking for Tua. Right. And how the Jags this year are tanking for Trevor. Yet they have the balls to come out and start talking about how the Eagles did it for a quarter, for less than a quarter of a meaningless football game in Week 17. Well, right. 
It was only meaningful because the division was so bad that it mattered, right? But yeah, exactly. Win more than six games. They were ahead by 10 points in the Eagles in their first matchup with the Eagles this year with like, I want to say five minutes or, you know, six, seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. Win that game. Right, exactly. Everyone's talking about, yeah, Evan Ingram drops a pass to to get a first down and that would have iced the game. He drops it. The Eagles go down and win the game. Right. Well, let's let's put it this way. Yeah, let's put it this way. The Dolphins went 10 and six. And they're not crying about not getting in the playoffs. You went six yeah. and ten, and you are shut up. Yeah, the Done. Dolphins. Shut the, up. The Miami yeah. effing Dolphins went ten and six and missed the playoffs. Right, and you're crying about going the six Colts, and ten. The Colts are eleven and five and are the seven seed. Right, exactly. So it's and and the, and, the, and the Washington football team is the four seed because of the rules of the division champion. So it's. Listen, it's malarkey. Yeah. It's malarkey that the hosting a playoff. Game. Right, it's malarkey whenever a team that's seven and nine. Or eight and eight gets in there as a division champ, but it is what it is. And so, but like to, yeah. to, to cry about coming in second with six wins, like go away, dude. Yeah. So anyway, let's land base the Eagles but, for a few. So, so my issue with what happened with the Eagles is has nothing to do with what happened in that game. Okay. It started out with um, it started out with them earlier in the week telling you know, being told by Doug Peterson, you know, guys, we're out of the playoffs. I want to get Sudfeld some reps because I ostensibly because they want him to get some tape out there to see, you know, hey, is this guy a viable backup that can either be on our bench or that has some sort of trade value or, or you know, he's been on the team since the, before the Super Bowl. So, you know, they feel like he's been a contributor, you know, get some tape out there. If we don't want to hold on to you, at least there's something for other teams to look at to say. Let's get you out there. Jalen Hurts, by the way, had a 25 passer rating when he was taken out of the game. So the the, the notion that everything was going great was complete nonsense. Right. But my issue with what happened was drafting Jalen Hurts in the first place was the stupidest thing they could have possibly done. Not because I have anything against Jalen Hurts. I'm sure he's a fine guy. He seems to have had some energy that injected into that team. But um, the Eagles organization seemed to look at drafting him as resulting in only one or two possible outcomes could have happened from drafting Jalen Hurts. Either he sits on the bench behind Carson Wentz being the backup because Wentz is playing well enough to you know be the starter or B, he has to come in and play for Carson Wentz because Carson Wentz got hurt. They did not factor in this notion that Carson Wentz would be completely shot. His psyche would be completely um, derailed by this move that drafting his heir apparent um, <laughs> with a second round draft pick after they've committed, you know, to be after they've made him out to be their franchise quarterback, um, completely subverted him. And look. Wentz was terrible this year. He was really bad. I think he was the worst quarterback in football for the weeks that he started. He was really bad, not excusing his bad play or anything. But the 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 knock on him has been, you know, he's not a team guy. He's not a number of different things they say. But but nonetheless, last year he gets that team into the playoffs, throwing for more than four thousand yards to receivers that were literally bagging groceries the week before. Like these guys, my point being, the organization failed to surround him with talent. So 
you know, much to the same way that Brady didn't have a, a, you know enough success last year because he was throwing to Nikhil Harry. You know, Carson Wentz last year was throwing to at Nelson Aguilar, who dropped pretty much everything that came his way, and ended up you know all of a sudden having a resurgence in Oakland. Excuse me, not Oakland in Vegas. Um, it, it's it, it was a complete organizational failure. Um, for for what they did, and them ha- they've got a- Howie Roseman came out and had all this BS about them wanting to be a quarterback factory, and it's like okay, so why are you? They're using a second round draft pick was completely discordant with everything that 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 they said supposedly stood for. With that, it's like okay, if you're using a second round draft pick on the guy, you're you're picking him at a position that you need to have a player coming in who is going to play for you. Right. You don't invest second round draft capital on a guy as a project. Right. I'm sorry. You just don't. And when the season was going along and they're saying, Oh, we're not going to put him in. We're not going to put him in. It's just like, okay, then why did you pick him? (laughs) Wentz has been bad. Like let him sit for a week. Let him, let him kind of take a fresh look here and they backed themselves into a corner where it was like, okay, 14, you know, 13, 14 weeks into the season, it was just like, okay, you can't trot Wentz out there anymore. There's no reason to put him back there. A couple weeks ago, you could have pulled him for a week and had him get some fresh eyes and get a fresh perspective on things. Right. Now, it's just to the point where it's like, okay, they got to pull him and they got to see what they have in Jalen Hurts because Wentz appears unfixably broken, at least with this team or this coaching staff at a minimum. Yeah, so I, I think that's that's it in a nutshell. And honestly, if the division wasn't so bad, you, you know, this all is academic anyway. It's kind of like, oh, shut down Wentz, we were out of it anyway. But because the league, the division was so bad, you were never out of it until the final week, you know? So to your point, yeah. it's like, Oh, Wentz is working. The guys want to rally for him. Like people rallied for Tim Tebow five, ten years ago. And, you know, I think when I think sorry, Hurts. I think Hurts the better player than Tebow, but in terms of accuracy, but at the end of the day, yeah, now you have a hundred and fifty million dollar quarterback with a ton of guaranteed money left, huge cap hit that either won't play or can't play for you ever again, you know? So yeah. tough. Tough stuff. Yeah. And and I, I like Wentz has got to be a. Uh, it, it's so hard. It's it's such a. It, the, the situation is so nuanced, and like there's a ton of overtones of things that are really just kind of ugly. There's there's discussion in the local sports media about it. You know the elements of race coming into it and everything. It's just like it's the the play from the position from Carson Wentz this year was just bad. Yep. I don't know what it had to do with. I don't know if it had to do with preseason, not having a preseason. I don't know if his mind shot because of the Hurts pick, but that seems to be glaringly obvious that that's the case. But like, it, it, it's the Philly sports media has really taken right. it to places that I think it didn't need to go. Well, yeah, that's you, you took a took a number two pick and kind of ran it into the ground. That's not great. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, all right. Well, anyway, that's Eagles talk, everybody. <laughs> sorry. No, it's all good. All right, Dan. Since uh, you know we've imminent, imminently dem- demising uh, phone time, we'll stick around for a second. We will catch up. Everybody else. Sure. This is the fifth. This is the fifth annual playoffs as characters, and this was the year of the COVID character. So I hope you enjoyed it. 
PhilBusterFreestyle.com. Please review and rate and subscribe to the pod. Dan, thanks for being on, my man. Cool. Thanks for having me, Gab.